Welcome to my weekly interview series, The Everyday Hero Show, where yours truly, Q the Nurse, interviews amazing people that do amazing things for the people in their lives and the communities that they are a part of. Join me in exploring how these awesome human beings do the things that they do so we can learn from them and one day call ourselves an everyday hero. Thank you very much and enjoy. Welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Swartik Mayanja and this is the Mayanja Accredited News Network and we are on episode four of my Everyday Hero interview series where I interview someone in your life and someone in my life that makes us smile but does not get the credit that they deserve. Um, this week we are interviewing a family friend, old family friend and a soon-to-be doctor. Let's get this party started. There is no justice when so few have so much and so many have so little. Omar, welcome. Sir. Thank you. Thank you very much for allowing me to do this in the middle of your busy, busy week. You are um, old family friend. Um, so I'd like to start there before we get into med school and all that extra fun stuff. So why don't you just tell me and the people, who are you? Where are you from? I grew up in Natick, Massachusetts, and mm. kind of been to a few different places outside of that too. Uh, went to school in Islamic school growing up really young, and then through the Natick Public School And that's system. how we know each other. Yep. That's how we know each other. We go way back. That, that was way back from like <laughs> first to third grade. Yeah, and I left. We left. Yeah. I left in third grade and then went to the public school system and then from there to boarding schools. Boarding school? Yeah. That's exciting. I might want to, we might want to talk about that in a little bit, but okay, keep going. Well, that's pretty much it. Um, so, so you're in med school now. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know when did you decide med school? Why did you decide med school? And um, was there anyone that really got you to be like, this is probably what you should do, or is it, you know, or did it just come up on your own? Med school is kind of always on the radar mm. because of my dad. Um, he's an anesthesiologist. Wonderful. Um, so it was always kind of something I was aware of growing up. And I, through high school and college, I was kind of between that or like engineering because I like building things and designing things and other like scientific drawings to that field. Yeah. Um, so then in college, I got more into, um, I studied microbio and worked as an EMT for a couple of years. And that's really when I got more specifically into the into medical the med side of things. So it's always been there. Like it's always been an option. You've always yeah. known that might be something I will do. Um, was there like a calling? Like, do you feel like if there's a need for you to do medicine or is it just like, it falls into place, it makes sense. I don't know about a calling, mm. but it feels like it makes sense, it I guess. It feels like it makes sense. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. Like, I, I know a lot of people like to say things like, oh, like, it's my calling, it's my true thing, right? Nursing wasn't, like, I, I never felt like it was a calling. It just made sense, like, throughout my life. Like, I thought I wanted to do nursing. Yeah. And then I, you know, went into, like, school. Like, I, sciences made sense to me. They came relatively easier to me and I'm like why not let's go ahead and do it right and then 
the second you start, it's not like, okay, I'm gonna switch, switch, switch. You just, you just finish. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it feels right, you stick exactly. with it. And the thing is, um, I, I feel like I'm lucky because I really do like it, right? I, I love it, I love it. Um, but the, the thing with me is, I'm on the other side. So I went to nursing school. I hated, hated nursing school. Um, I got through it. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, but I'm on the other side and now I know, like I actually like it, I love it. You're still in school. Yeah. That's rough. Um, well, at least in my perspective, <laughs> it's rough. So tell me about um, getting into school and how it's been so far. Uh, well, getting into school is rough. Mm. But being in school, not so much. Um, I mean, it's difficult, but um, I mean, there's enough of an atmosphere, at least here, of collaboration and not really that cutthroat idea that I often got uh, when I'd hear about med school from other like college students and in the application process. Yeah. So it's pretty laid back, I feel like, at least here, once you're like in it, doing work and getting to know people which i mean if it feels laid back then it helps a lot with how difficult it actually is oh definitely um i mean so like difficulty wise do you think it's actually difficult or do you, do you think getting in was harder i know you're not done so it's you, you know you're not you yeah. don't know the full picture but as of now is it harder now or was it harder getting in uh harder spiritually and emotionally getting in <laughs> Mentally, <laughs> definitely now. Um, okay, that makes sense. Because it's more of like an isolated journey to get in. Because you apply, you're, you're going on your own interviews, you're kind of alone in mm -hmm. that whole process. But then once you're here, if you have the benefit of a school with collaborative students who are going to work together and do things together, then it takes a lot of the load off. Yeah. Um, and so, so your dad is an anesthesiologist. Yeah. Do you feel like you have an edge? Do you feel like that helps you in ways that other students really don't know? Have you been around his office, his work site? Has um, there been a lot of that that's helped you in actual school? Or is it two very different things? I think it's pretty different mm -hmm. at this point, especially because, I mean, his education is hugely different yeah. from my experience because mm -hmm. he came through the British system in Guyana and Jamaica and then came here afterwards so he has no idea what American medical schools are like mm -hmm. and it was like at this point close to 30 years ago I think okay. yeah and that's um, that's a lot like yeah. even American medical schools are quite quite different yeah do you see yourself practicing medicine outside the states is that something you've ever even thought about um, Maybe not long term, mm. but uh, kind of like there are medical missions oh, where yeah. you go out, go abroad, and help for maybe a couple months I've and then come back. It. Yeah. Um, so I've thought about that. That'd be pretty. Cool. I've always thought about traveling, being a nurse. I always think that that would be absolutely amazing. Um, but I, I still feel like we we need a little bit more of this background. And when you said boarding school, I got a little excited because I feel like boarding school is such a. Uh, uh, like I think when I think boarding school, I think homeschool, right? I think like they're very, 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 very different. But you've been to private school, public school, and boarding school. What's the differences? Which one did you like the most? And which one did do you think prepped you the best for um, a successful undergrad and getting into med school? Um, well, private was 
the Islamic school, which yeah. was way back. I barely oh, even remember yeah, that. That was way, way, way. And then uh, public, I don't really think a whole lot about it. <laughs> I, my uh, experience with my public school was not the greatest. Mm. Um, but then when I... Um, we'll leave the name out, but like I know what public school you went to, and uh, it's not like a horrible school. But oh, you, no, it's not. Like by any means, it's not a horrible it's, school. It's, it's a solid school by yeah. most standards. Um, but just when I compare that to my experience in later years yeah. at the private boarding schools, it was just... Um, or was that boarding school entirely like you can't go there unless it's boarding, or was it private that you, you had the there choice? Were, there was a choice. So okay. I went to one school... Um, after uh, public school through ninth grade. Yeah. And that school, you could be a day student, a five-day boarder, or a seven-day. Mm. And so I was a five-day boarder and go home on, on the weekends. weekends. That's nice. That's yeah. actually nice. That, if, yeah. if anything, I would choose that. That's yeah, legit. Yeah, it was pretty chill. You get to know the other students. You live with them, but then you still get to go home mm. and have, like, a family life, too. Um, but then in high school, after ninth grade, I went to a different school, and that was up in New Hampshire. And that was seven-day boarding. That was seven-day boarding. Yeah. So it was kind of nice as a transition going five-day to seven-day and then to college and feeling like normal away from all, home. All day, every day. Um, so you, you, when you were at the seven-day boarding school, um, was it... Is, do you think boarding school is very, very rigorous? Like, I, I want to know, like, what's an average boarding school, like, curriculum? Do you have more classes? Are you in school more time? Like, is sports mandatory? I always hear these crazy things about boarding school. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. But, well, like, they I pump out really good yeah. students, though. I think it varies a lot. Um, my middle school, uh, middle school boarding school was pretty laid back. Mm. Um, I mean, it was a higher academic standard, definitely, than my public school, but definitely lower than my high school. Than my high school. But at the same time, it's middle school. They're, and the, they shouldn't and the expect as much from you if course. you're, like, 12 years old <laughs> compared I hope to not. 18. I really hope not. Did you guys have a prep year, and did you do a prep year? What's a prep year? When you, like a fifth year. Oh, uh, in high school. Oh, you mean before college? Before college. Um, so my high school had the option yeah. to be, a, a, they called it a PG, post-grad. Okay. Yeah. Um, so those were students who had finished high school and then wanted to kind of, I guess, pad their stats before college. If they were athletes, <laughs> they'd come and show that they were good at their sport before going off before to college. Off, and yeah. then if they're an academic, kind of the same thing, but in academics. Um, I didn't do that though because I was already in the school as a high school student, so I just graduated and then went to college. That's good. Good for you. And undergrad, you said you did microbiology. So that was your major, or did yeah. was that just something you liked? That was my major. Um, so I came in kind of just well, very undecided. I didn't declare until like most like, of people like just just the thing just for people to know. When you graduate high school, for all you youngins out there. No one really knows. I mean, maybe there's a very few, but I yeah. honestly believe the vast majority of people don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, right now, like, yeah, I'm done nursing school and I'm a nurse. I still don't know if that's really, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't know. So, like, don't stress too much about it. Maybe pick something, not liberal arts, but don't <laughs> stress too much, right? Liberal arts is okay. I guess, I guess, if you want to, you know. You can still be a doctor with a liberal arts background. You hear that? Don't listen to me. Listen to the <laughs> pre the med student. Don't listen to me. Um, so, okay, you did microbiology, and I heard 
I heard. I think I think it was either you or your mom who told me. But um, you you finished um, your undergrad in three years. Yeah. How did you do that? Because that sounds insane. Uh, I went to a lot of classes, like just took a lot of classes mm. at a school that allowed you to do that. I went to UMass Amherst. Good for and, you. Um, so you went to ZooMass and yeah. he still finished on before time, which is absolutely amazing. I, I think it's just, I know a lot of people who went there who are uh, doing another year, who had transferred out to finish there. So like for you to finish in three years is, is congratulations. That's, yeah. that's truly impressive. So you took just as many classes as you could? Pretty much. One of the cool things about UMass was mm. that you could petition to take extra credits. And that means and like just have your parents sign off on something or? Or just your advisor pretty much. Oh, okay. So um, like the first semester I took the maximum number that they allowed without the petition. And yes. kind of once you prove yourself that you're able to handle that course load, they'll let you take on more. Okay. Um, which was great because it kind of lets you decide your own limits. Mm -hmm. um, so once I decided I had an, enough classes on my plate, then I decided not to add more. Yeah. But I was able to decide where that line but, was. But there is a limit, though. There's not gonna, they're not going to let you yeah. take like 10 classes a semester. Yeah, there's yeah. a limit. Okay, wonderful. So I know that you got your, is it an EMT license? Yeah, or certi certification. Certification. So you got your EMT certification during school. Yeah, in my first year of college. Your first year of college, you got your EMT certification, and that helped quite a bit for you to decide medicine is a good place for yeah. you while you're doing your microbiology. Um, so you, as an EMT at college, you went to ZooMass. My understanding of ZooMass is it's absolutely insane. It's nuts. People mm. are going crazy. Um, were you just constantly, constantly picking people up who are just trashed, picking people up with broken legs, jumping out of buildings, and like all this burning building, like was it crazy? Uh, I mean, there were moments, but mm. um, our main thing for UMass EMS, I don't know if things have changed since I was there, yeah. but um, we were a standby service, which means that we did events, so we weren't on call. Oh. Um, oh. If there was a 911, response then it came from the fire department um, so our main thing was concerts there were a lot of EDM <laughs> concerts at school and those were pretty yes. popular for a while until they got kind of canceled in my last uh, year it was for, too much for it was, the year. <laughs> you guys were nuts you guys were crazy yeah. but um no that's pretty cool so you, you never were called into a situation you didn't know like obviously you're an EMT you're at the concert things can get wild and rowdy yeah. but it was never a situation like oh I need to go to um Burling building someone fell no. off a tree you know like it was usually guess, like I'm at a sports game I know mm -hmm. if someone if there's something that happens it's probably going to be like a drunk fan or an injured like, like club sports player yeah um I, you know what's coming most of, the time. <laughs> of course um how when you were at these games how often did you actually get to relax and watch and or were you like security i'm like scanning the place it was pretty relaxed most That's of the awesome. time it depended on the sport i mean like rugby we did work i, mean, um, I expect it but then like some other sports the teams had their own medical staff, yeah, like the varsity hockey team, things like that. So we were just kind of back up. And, and did you get any say? Relaxed. Like, can you say, I want to go to this concert? I want to work this? It depended on how active you mm -hmm. were. Because our system was essentially set up so 
Um, it's kind of similar to how a lot of ambulance companies are. You start out as kind of a probational member, and then you work your way up once you show that you're competent. Yes. Um, and once you've worked your way up, you have a much bigger breadth of things that you can do. Definitely. Um, so once I'd been there for a year or two, then I could pretty much choose any event that I wanted pretty easily. Of course. Um, but if you're someone who's like very new, new like, yeah. or not very involved, in then the it path. takes a while to get to that point and then you might not have as much choice. Okay, so now we got all the way through, you're done, um, you're undergrad. And then you have to take that big test, the MCAT? Yeah. The MCAT. How difficult was the MCAT? Um, and like, what did you do to study? Is it like, during your undergrad, is there like a class, a pre-med, let's get ready to, you know, get into med school class? Or is it like, this is what is expected, good luck? It's kind of, this is what's expected, good luck. God damn. And if you want to pay extra to like take a Kaplan course oh, or yeah, something. Yeah. So they have do those. That. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so how did you get ready? I, I figured that the topics on the MCAT were topics that were in my college courses. So I just did as well as I could in those courses and learned them as well as I could. And then after I graduated, I took a month and studied kind of like it was a full-time job, like nine to five or more. Oh my God, oh my God. Uh, Are for you around a month and then took the test. That sounds pretty intense. You yeah, seem like a very organized young man. So like, is this something like you literally said nine to five, like Monday through Friday, I am going to study. And like, that's what you did? Yeah. Like, went to the library, locked your door in your room like took bathroom and eating breaks. Yeah. That's very intense. I kind of, I became a big fan of like Google Calendar over the Ooh, course of the years. I need some Google, I need some organization. I would just, it, it, it gives you hour blocks essentially, or yeah. half hour, and so I just block out the day. And that's so just that your... So that it was like, like kind of like yeah, you'd have a class schedule, yeah. but my meetings were just with myself, and I try <laughs> to stick with them. Your meetings with yourself? Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Google Calendar. And did you have that? Um, did you do the Google? Did, is that like phone, app, computer, All laptop? of the above. All, so it's everywhere so you I, go. So I put it in on my computer and then on my phone it would remind me like, oh, right now I'm studying. Or in the case of MCAT, so it would be like, oh, for this hour I'm studying Morgo. Yes. Or for this hour I'm studying this other subject. Um, and is it like throughout undergrad, hardest, hardest, absolute hardest um, class you took. What was that? And um, then your favorite class? Probably both the same. Immunology was, I think, the hardest and the most enjoyable. It was a microbio class. Mm. Um, but the teacher was, in his past life, he was a medical technologist before he was a microbiologist. Yeah. So he was very familiar with the kind of tests that you do in like a lab in a hospital and he drew connections between that and our microbio curriculum. Mm. So we'd learn about those tests, we'd do them, and then we'd learn how they connected. So I, I for, for nursing, you do a lot of just the general stuff, right? They said we don't, you don't have to do like the third, fifth organic chemistry class. You don't have to do the micro, you know? And yeah, like you said, you can't still be a, a med student if you do liberal arts, but have you finally seen the connection between the micro class and what you're going to do as a doctor or the orgo class and what you're going to do in practice or is there still a gap because for me it's not just a gap it's like forget it like i don't even want to remember taking the class you know what you i mean? mean college to nursing or nursing school to nursing 
nursing school was very practical. Everything I did in nursing, I would have to say everything I did in nursing school, but yeah. I'm saying college to like my nursing practice. And they said, these are the prerequisites that you need to get into nursing school. But once I was in nursing school, I felt like those prerequisites, not useless, I don't want to say useless. Yeah, it, it like allowed me to understand things, but I just, the con I, I feel like, like you said, I could have done liberal arts, skipped all those other, yeah. and then like done nursing school and been a great nurse, a fine nurse, a nurse that I am today. But um, do you see the connection? Because you did micro. Because of micro, yes. Okay. But if I had done anything else, I don't know if I would have. Because yeah. the first probably year, maybe year and a half of college, mm. really did, doesn't connect with to what anything. I'm doing now. Yeah. But the upper level microbio courses did. Because like immunology, for instance, ties very easily into medicine. Yes. The infectious disease courses tie very easily in. Uh, maybe like soil microbiology doesn't really, <laughs> but <laughs> even then you run into some diseases that come from uh, soil. Well, a little bit, a little bit. Um, so I do want to jump into med school because now we're at med school. You've done your undergrad, you took the MCAT, and you did fairly, you did fairly well, if I yeah. remember. You did fairly well. Good for you. Um, but before, before we get into med school, if for whatever reason you decide I'm done, I don't want to do med school, if for whatever reason you decide like uh, it's too much, what do you think your second, your number two is? Um, probably another field in healthcare, mm. maybe nursing or something related to that, or like nursing, PA, uh, something else still healthcare related. So definitely um, healthcare. Not definitely healthcare, okay. but that that'd be on the table. That'd be and on then the table. Uh, after that, something working with my hands, building and designing things. Do you still do that? Do you still have time? Do you? Th um, I mean, now I do some of it. Um, I like just on the side, yeah. like basic woodworking kind of stuff. And, and when uh, you say build stuff, because there's a lot of things you can build, what is, what is like, what do you like? Um, well, in high school, I was really into electronics and robotics. So that's kind of what got me down that pathway of thinking robotics. about engineering stuff. Um, and then beyond that, it's kind of been anything. Just I found I like, like woodworking or uh, my dad's taught me a lot about cars, so working with cars. I might need some help. <laughs> <laughs> I might need a little bit of help. For some reason, every time I turn my steering wheel, it makes a squeak. But that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's for later, that's for later. Um, okay, so we're in med school now. We're in med school. Was it like, oh my goodness, this is crazy? I know you said that the culture here at your school is pretty good. Um, but were you shocked? Were you surprised that it's fairly well balanced were you scared like how do you feel getting into med school oh i'm sorry the interview process first of like actually you've done your mcat talk about what you did with the interviews and then tell me how you felt getting in slash started the interview process is kind of rough mm. um it's just it's i mean each interview the day is a full day yeah but it whips by because you're just under under the gun the whole time. My God. Um, and it's maybe like two interviews each school yeah. um, during that day, and then you do tours and financial meetings, and by the end of it, I mean, I was pretty exhausted My by the goodness. end of each interview day. How, mon how, how many interviews did you go on? Um, like, did you know and you had more six. options? Six? Yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. 
But I mean, at the same time, for medical school, people apply to a ton of schools because you just oh, kind of yeah, cast yeah, yeah. as wide of a net of as course, you can and hope for the best. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I like I, I know like like just just to be like eligible to get into med school is one thing, and then actually applying, getting interviews, and then getting accepted. That's a whole whole another thing. So that whole process, like I, I feel for you guys. That's that's rough. It's rough. Um, so now we're in med uh, med school. When you got started. What was your immediate feelings? How'd you feel about it right away? Like, I'm ready for this, I'm not ready for this, I wish I knew that. I felt pretty relaxed. Really? In terms of the course load. Do you, okay, so I feel like, I feel like you're the exception. Do you, do you feel like that's the, the class's view? Like the, your cohort's view? Like, is um, this school really that good or? Among the people I spend a lot of time with, I yeah. think that's maybe In not general. 100% of course, where they're of at, course. but kind of the general consensus leaning towards it being a pretty good balance well that's i mean that's amazing so that's that's impressive i've heard very different things from other people where are you in med school um when you're done do you plan on going straight into internal medicine do you is there a specialty that you have your eye on where do you see yourself going moving Um, forward i have no idea where i'm going really Um, oh no Probably not surgery. No, not surgery. So yeah. you, you know that for a fact. Yeah, which is kind of, I guess, antithetical when you think about the whole, like, grew up working with basically exactly. procedural things. Yes. Um, but I just, like, because of my dad, I've shadowed a fair amount in the OR. Mm. And what I've heard from older students or, well, like, fourth-year students who are matching and... Um, moving on to specialties that they've chosen yeah. is that they knew that they liked being in the OR and that's one of the things that drew them to being in surgery and I have had a very palpable sense of not liking <laughs> being in the OR every time I've been in it. So I feel like that's oh, something good. that just doesn't click well of course. if I'm spending 70 hours a week in that's the OR. Crazy, yeah. then if it's not like going to be something so, that... So Grey's Anatomy did not leave a mark on you. I've never seen Grey's Anatomy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. You're probably the only med student in America. I've seen Dr. Ken. Dr. I've No. Ken Jong. He's... Oh, my goodness. From uh, The Hangover. From the hangover yeah. Yes. Okay. So I've heard of it. Haven't seen it. He's got a sitcom. And he's he's not a surgeon, is he? No. He's a primary care doctor. He's a primary. So do you... Okay. So do you see yourself doing that? Or do you still have no idea? Um... Kind of no idea. Um, yeah. We we do a course here mm-hmm. um, where we work in a like primary care office once a week. Yeah. Uh, through second year, and so my assignment for that course, I was in a pediatrics office. Ooh. Um, and I really liked it. Um, so I'm thinking maybe pediatrics is on the radar. Uh, do, do you think it came like easy to you? Like, do you have to interact? The, I work at a rehab hospital, and the doctors they interact quite a bit with the patients, but it's very, 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 very short. Yeah. Like they come in, they get exactly what they need, and they're out of there, right? So with pediatrics, I feel like it's different. You can't just come in and be like, "Hey, let me look at your back or open your mouth. I gotta go." Do you? It was it more time with each um, patient, or is it the same ratio? I, I'm not sure how to compare it because I don't have the adult oh, experience. Oh, you don't have, okay. Um, 
But did you guys do you feel like you were building relationships with each um, patient, or do you think it was much? As students, not really. But I get the sense that the doc, like the full time doctors yeah. that were there. Um, had a pretty strong relationship with every family that came in. And this was a primary care pediatrics yeah. site unit. And that's really good. But so outside of that, outside of that, that's a little bit of time you had at that, at that um, rotation, you don't know. No. You're still undecided. But pretty no decided. surgery. Probably not. I mean, the way I've always known whether or not to. something is something I want to do mm -hmm. uh, is kind of just by feel and by of doing course. it. So I figure until I've done a certain number of things, it's hard to know. That's a really good way to look at like things. I'll fit in it. Yeah. So that's why like like working on an ambulance was a good clue to me that like, oh, I like Healthcare. being around patients and yeah. this is something that isn't too bad. Um, with all your, with all the uh, AMT, do you think um, emergency? Probably mo most likely because of the schedule and just it seems like a rough lifestyle. Yeah. Like being an EMT, I felt like I wasn't doing as much as I imagine an ER doctor doing. Of course. And even then, it was very exhausting. <laughs> I mean, like like the hours, yeah, yeah, the yeah. breadth of oh, contact okay. with patients, mm. like none of that as mm -hmm. an EMT compares to what an ER doctor experiences, in my opinion. And, and you were. And I was pretty tired. I it, remember. It didn't seem like something I could do mm. for the rest of my life. So yeah, because I remember that um, when I was, it was the year after you graduated, the year you were applying to med school, you were an EMT. Yeah. And you were telling me that you guys had like 16 hour, yeah, my like typical shift crazy. was 16 hours. Oh my God. One of the plus sides of that was that you start accruing overtime very quickly. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Make it rain. <laughs> but if you're not like a young kid who's like totally fine with working lots of hours, yeah. like if I had a family to take care of That's or other obligations, yeah. uh, I don't think I would have felt that great about working those hours. But you worked a lot though. Yeah. You worked a lot. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I was like, that's insane. Was, I mean, I agree with you like a thousand percent on like the majority of what you said. Cause like I, like I still, cause this is my first nursing job. I've only been a nurse for six, seven months and I love my job. I like what I do. I love the patients I care for, but I like, I, I really badly want to do pediatrics. I want to, I really badly want to go into maternity. I really badly want to go into cardiac. Like I want to do so much and like, you don't know. You really just don't know until you do it. I remember before even getting into med school, up uh, med school, before even getting into nursing school, I told myself, I'm never, never, never going to work in the elderly. Like, I just have no interest. I have no interest. While I was in nursing school, I worked, um, I worked at an assisted living and it like in total 180, yeah. like total 180. Absolutely, absolutely loved it. And like, it's just been it's just great. Like I can definitely see myself getting into geriatrics. Like I'm trying to get my master's right now. I can see myself being a nurse practitioner with a specialty in geriatrics, which would be pretty, pretty cool. So you really don't know until you try it, which yeah. I agree with you a thousand percent. Workload. So like, let's talk practical. So we're trying to help people out there who are in med school. Let's talk real practical. How do you go about a day in med school? How much class time is it? How much study time is it? How much free time do you get? Not a ton of free time. Okay. You kind of have I'm to sorry. plan your free time ahead of time. <laughs> At least that's been my experience. Yes. So one of the nice things about modern technology is you can get most of your classes online. 
Good for um, you. And do you like so, that? Yeah, I like that a lot because, I mean, I, I, I had an hour walk to and from school, which was oh nice. Oh, my God. I mean, I chose to walk rather oh, yeah, than take yeah, yeah. the tea because the tea's packed during rush hour and it's just not but as an pleasant hour as an walking hour. across the Charles. Mm. But, yeah, an hour is an hour. So if I got to be here, then that's two hours out of my day. But if I can just watch classes on the computer, then that's, that's two more hours that study. I can do something other than walking. Exactly. School. General work-life balance, it's, it's not like relaxed, yeah. I guess, but it's manageable. It's just something that I kind of had to plan ahead. I mean, I've because of my high school experience and the level of like regimented schedules that I had and Google through Canada. middle school and <laughs> college just like over and over again since I guess seventh grade um, I've become kind of used to having a day blocked out from start to finish That's so crazy to me. in college I started doing that myself and because I was used to it it wasn't too hard to stick to a schedule that I'd made or wasn't enforced by someone else yeah and that's been a huge a hugely helpful tool in dealing with the workload that medical school is because mm. I mean it's something that you kind of just have to put in the time and the effort um, kind of like mastering any skill and yeah. if you're not putting in the time it's really hard it's, to, you can't to do yeah. what you need to do you just can't yeah but so do you see these classes as a lot more memorizing versus like I want to understand this or is it supposed to be both where it makes it impossible to get everything that you feel like you need to get done done like where do you see these classes and that there's there's a lot of variation okay. I mean the the first course that I experienced here um, was biochem mm. that that's like the one right away they throw that at you and that's just incredibly memorization heavy Jeez. but not totally reflective of the rest of your schooling yeah it and felt do you more like, like the memorization like are you good at that no no okay it i mean i got through biochem because i had lots of other experience mm -hmm. in it because uh, microbio is closely tied to it so as a microbio major i took a fair number of biochemistry classes in yes. college um, so a fair amount of it was review which was a huge good blessing for you. Good for because you. it it meant i didn't have to learn it all fresh yes moving forward after that like second semester first year then through second year it's a lot more concept based and it's a lot more applicable to okay uh, like clinical scenarios um, so case studies heavy yeah especially okay. anatomy like starting in we we start anatomy here it's different for every school yeah but here it starts in november of your first year and starting with that it's just it's very case study heavy because you see a part of the body and it's very tangible because mm. you can think if that weren't there or if something went wrong with, with that, that what would happen and so just do that domino effect throw yeah jeez yeah if you could give just like just not very i want like general big idea advice obviously because that's important but also like very very i know like you're saying just be organized but is there something like the Google Calendar thing, like that's what—that's how specific I'm trying to ask. So just tell the youngins, the future pre-med students or the undergrad students right now, or the little guy in boarding school, what does he need or what does she need to do to make sure she gets into med school, to make sure she finishes med school? I think it's just that everyone has a different style. So mm. like college for me, 
was hugely helpful in that I figured out what my style of learning was and what schedule what style of learning is that for me. I don't know the name for it. Oh, okay. But, okay. But just like you know what you do. Learning how to yeah. feel things out yeah. and what worked for me. Which by the time I got to medical school, being able to put those into practice right away and not kind of flounder around for a while and figure out how how to do things that worked for me. Yeah. That saved a lot of time and a lot of effort because you can just kind of hit the ground running. So I guess like if you're in college, that's a great time to kind of play around with different styles of learning, different to see what study works. methods yeah. and figure out what works for you. If like studying in a group doesn't work for you, then don't, don't yeah. do it. If like <laughs> don't set up slamming meetings. the books eight hours a day doesn't work for you, then there's no point. There's no I point. found going to class didn't work for me. So I stopped going to class and I just Seriously? did my work on my own. Oh my God. Or I'd go to class and I'd bring other materials with me and oh, just, okay. I'd be in the room, but you, I'd be yeah. doing my own thing because I was required to be there. Of course. That's that's super interesting. So you, you feel like if you just were given a textbook, you can really, um, but you'd need like a direction and like a syllabus and like yeah, where we're going. But like for the most part. Or like part, a video. Okay, yeah. Okay, well that's super interesting. Um, before we close this out, um, your family is just full of medicine. Yeah. Just full of medicine. So I know that your dad's an anesthesiologist, right? Um, you have an uncle or two uncles and aunt who like uh, two uncles. Two uncles that are also doing medicine. What kind of medicine do they do? One's an oncologist and then another is a ER doc. Wow. Um, growing up, did you ever feel like you were like getting pushed or was it just around you so it came along well? It's kind of around yeah. all the time and there's like slight nudging. <laughs> of course, because I mean, that's what parents do. Like yeah. they're supposed to do that. Yeah. Family and for parents. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of a typical immigrant family, and they're like in the way that they're like, oh, engineering's cool, <laughs> being a doctor is cool. Like, of course, I mean, I, I feel like that's every immigrant family yeah. in like the planet. Um, but that's awesome. So I always ask my guests this every time before they leave. So five years from now, when you uh, when you're a doctor, when you're not in the OR when you have your own practice and you're treating all the young little kids coming in and you're doing all your pediatric stuff, can I come back and interview you again? Oh, look at that. You guys heard it here. Omar, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Um, good luck. Once you become a doctor, I hope I get uh, invited to the celebration. It's a pleasure. Thank you.